1: off-limits, liberal, irreverent, oh, and really, really gay. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. Thanks for joining me tonight on Off Limits. Tonight we're doing the Gay Mass Show since it is Sunday, and I try to always get to Gay Mass on Sundays, but sometimes I forget, so I apologize, or I get busy because life gets in the way, so I apologize. But here I am tonight young Gay Mass, so thanks for joining me. If you're listening live, if you're listening in the archives or listening on iTunes, I appreciate it. You can check me out at offlimitshow.com, on Twitter, on Facebook. Please be, please be sure to like me on um, on Facebook. The Facebook page is Off Limits RAD, or you can just search for Off Limits Show. I have both an Off Limits Show user page as well as an Off Limits Show uh, show page on Facebook. And so like me on both of those and add me as a friend. And also on uh, Twitter, be sure and uh, follow me on Twitter. I'll follow you back. And on Spreaker, follow me on Spreaker. And um, listen to me on iTunes as well. So I appreciate you listening to the show. So, uh, this week there's lots of news going on for the gay community in America and throughout the world. Um, We're going to talk about several things tonight, what's going on in the news, as well as um, several different topics regarding uh, the gay community. So, maybe you have an opinion. You can always uh, tweet me if you want to ask a question or have something you want to um, stay on the air, or you can always, uh, call typically you can call anyway, but tonight I don't have the phone lines on, but I will next time. Uh, so if you want to, um, say something, you can tweet me or you can email me at info at com. And, uh, also be aware you can always listen to the show live as well on offlimitshow.com. So, um, I have been thinking lately about, um, relationships and what's going on with people because I'm watching TV and, and shows and things like that. And, uh, recently, and I'm on the view the other day, they were talking about open relationships and polyamory and things like that. And, um, and you know, people sometimes are judgmental about people who are in those types of relationships. And so I wanted to discuss those as well as, um, discuss, uh, some other, um, gay issues, um, or gay relationship issues. So, um, they were talking about, well, first of all, there's a the difference, apparently, between polyamory and open relationships. An open relationship is where the couple essentially can have other partners, sexual partners generally, and they are okay with that. <clears throat> but they maintain their own relationship. And so polyamory is the same thing, but typically it's male or female. Um, and sometimes a three way relationship um, I personally could never have that type of relationship. I am so completely uh, monogamous it's not even funny I've, I've i've never really been never really been um, the kind of person who could share or wanted to share. I mean, first of all, I'm an only child. So that should tell you something right there. But beyond that, I'm not... uh, To me, as they were talking about on the show, it's hard enough to develop a true intimacy with one person, uh, much less with two in the same relationship. And um, not to mention the normal um, human emotion of jealousy that would arise in most people uh, from having someone else that you're having sex with at the same time or living with them. I mean, it just for me could not work. And I can't imagine ever having a really deep connection with someone and still having that same connection with someone else at the same time. To me, it's just not possible for me personally. However, I don't judge people, um, who, who feel that that's right for them. I, I feel if that's what you want, if that works for you, if that's what fulfills you emotionally or, and, and or sexually, by all means, have it go at it. I'm certainly not, um, a judgmental person. So as long as I've always said, you know, whatever you do with someone else, as long as you're not hurting someone else, then it doesn't fucking matter. Uh, and so that's how I am about anything that I do or anyone else's rights to do what they want to do with their life. So I want to say hi to David, the five by five in the chat room. Hello, David. Thanks for coming to the show. I appreciate it. Um, So anyway, they talked about that and how they, I don't know, they were very kind of very erudite about the whole thing and very, you know, very studied and very sort of um, um, intellectual about the whole thing. Um, But to me, you know, a relationship is about emotion. It's about emotion. It's about passion. It's about sex. It's about um, love, of course, um, first and foremost, generally. And it's about, um, like I said, true intimacy. And so I don't see that being a good Way to have that in a relationship. Now, I guess people have different ideas about what a relationship entails. You know, some people are okay with that and other people aren't. Um, But I do have an issue with people who are judgmental about it. You know, like for example, there are all kinds of relationships and including gay relationships. You know, gay relationships are frowned upon by a majority of society, unfortunately, or a lot of society, not necessarily majority anymore, but a great deal of society, uh, due to their religious beliefs or whatever. Um, and so if you're going to say as a gay person that you want to have equal rights, the same rights that all heterosexuals have, and you want to have the same respect for your relationship, then you have to have that. You have to have that exact same, um, respect for people that are different than you relationships that are different than yours. You can't, um, be someone who is expecting to have, Acceptance when you yourself do not accept people that are different than you, so that's why I always have, you know, I've always been very non-judgmental about those types of things and about most things that are different. I don't look at people, look down on people in that way for those reasons. <clears throat> um, and you know, it's just like when it comes to like um, uh, prostitution. You know, I- I've known people who are prostitutes. I've never used a prostitute, but I've known people who are. A long time ago, in my twenties. Uh, who, you know, guys who were gay and they would, they, that's how they made their living <clears throat> and they made a good living doing it. Um, and it was not something that I feel anyone ever grows up and says, I want to be a prostitute when I grow up <laughs> or I want to be a cowboy or hustler or whatever you want to call it. But these people made the choice to do this because they either didn't have a skill set that would allow them to do something else. Um, or they, um, fell into it because of hard times or whatever the case may be they decided to use the assets that they had to fulfill uh, a need, which was to make money. And I didn't see anything wrong with it then. And I don't see anything wrong with it. Now I don't find prostitution to be a bad thing. I, I think in and of itself, it's not a good thing. Meaning what it would do to someone's someone emotionally or mentally and physically, uh, obviously is not good. Um, and so it's not something that I would ever want for someone, obviously, but, um, as a profession, if that's what someone chooses to be And chooses to do with their life Then by all means, go at it Be the best prostitute you can be Be <laughs> number one, you know um, So I, you know, like I'm saying, I don't judge people Whether they're a prostitute Whether they're in open relationships or whatever As long as what they are doing Doesn't try to curtail my freedoms or my rights um, <clears throat> And that's where I have the problem Obviously with religious zealots And evangelicals and bigots, etc that's the difference. Um, if those people just left people alone, then it wouldn't be, it would be fine. But they, they try to impart their belief system upon the rest of us. And that unfortunately is the issue. So, um, anywho, um, the, uh, so I thought a little bit about that. And then I also thought about when you're in a relationship with someone, when you're in a monogamous relationship with someone as I am, and I have been for seven years now, is this the happened here. I think, um, yeah, next year will be seven years. So, um, it's for me, not difficult to be monogamous as long as you're, you're happy and you love the person. It's not difficult. Um, and as long as you're getting your needs met and that kind of thing, it's not difficult. So if you're in a relationship with someone who doesn't show you love or doesn't show you affection or doesn't, you don't, doesn't have sex with you or whatever the case may be, <laughs> then I can understand. And even myself, I would be, uh, it would be more difficult for me to be monogamous or, or, uh, committed to that person, even even if I wouldn't, I wanted to be. So for me, that would be difficult, but I understand that, you know, people who are in monogamous relationships like myself, you know, for me, it, it isn't difficult as long as you love somebody like, okay, I was at dinner with my husband about, um, I don't know, six months ago and we were with someone that we know. And this person had said that they found, they didn't stay. they didn't, they never went to Facebook. They never, never on Facebook because they found it to be a temptation and I said to her, I said, well, was that a problem for you? You know, and, um, you know, why? Cause she kept mentioning it over and over how she stays off Facebook because the temptation blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, well, if you're with somebody that you love or whatever, then you, and you really want to be with, then it doesn't matter what you're faced with. There's not, there's not temptation. Might, so I'm not saying you don't see other people that you find attractive, sexually attractive. Of course we do. We're not dead. As they say, it's true. We're not dead. We're always going to find people sexually attractive and, and hot or whatever. And people that turn us on. But I want what I was trying to say to her was that the fact that she found it to be difficult to be monogamous with her husband when, um, faced with old boyfriends or whatever she ran into on Facebook or saw or whatever, I said, well, that means maybe there's an issue, and so, and ultimately, they ended up getting divorced. I don't know if that was the reason or whatever, but they ended up getting divorced not not long after that uh, conversation I had with her. So, if you are in a relationship that is meaningful to you and you're happy, then I honestly don't think monogamy is that difficult. And a lot of people say monogamy is not a natural state. Blah blah blah. I disagree with that because. Um, it is monogamy is absolutely just like homosexuality is evident in nature. You know, penguins are monogamous and there's like, I don't know, some seals or something and dolphins. I don't know. There's all sorts of animals out there that are also monogamous, uh, generally monogamous. Now, whether humans were meant quote unquote meant to be monogamous or not, I don't know. Um, But I think to me, it's an elevated state of, to me, monogamy is an elevated state or intellectual state of being in terms of you know, when we were cave people, you know, we would club other people over the Like, you know, the men would club women over the head and have sex with them. And obviously, we don't do that anymore because we're civilized. So, even if as cave men and cave women, we may have going, been going around and, and having sex with everything just and not worry about monogamy, then it doesn't mean as a civilized nation or civilized people that we shouldn't have monogamy. Now, does it mean that not being monogamous is not civilized? No. I guess not but i'm saying to me it's a higher state of being and it means more and it has more rewards than it does drawbacks in my opinion and i've been in many relationships in my life i've been in longer ones and shorter ones i've been in very short ones you know i've been one night ones as well um but i've been in many real relationships you know long-term ones and i know for me personally it's what works so whatever works for you is what i think you should do and who you should be and I don't think you should ever concern yourself with what people think about your relationship, whatever kind of relationship you're in whether it's an open relationship, a monogamous relationship or or polyamorous relationship, um, just be yourself and be who you are and stop worrying about what other people think you know, that's what I say so I'm going to take a quick break, come back and we're going to talk about porn as well as um, some gay news uh, that's going on as well as discuss some other topics in the gay world I'll be right back All right. So that's, uh, Katy Perry with roar. Uh, so ironically, I was just checking out my Facebook and a friend of mine just posted, uh, earlier, well, 18 hours ago, it says, uh, this interesting chart about relationships and the definitions of a variety of relationships, relationship types. And it says in quotes from each type of relationship it kind of helps describe it. And for example, it says on a, in a, um, In a, where is it? Monogamous. Well, I don't see it now. Um, Anyway, it says open relationships would be like, we can have sex with other people as long as it's just sex, no love. Poly mono relationships would be, um, you can have other partners, but I really prefer not to know the details. Um, Then swinging would be like a key party or something. (laughs) Uh, I'm too busy for relationships. So are all my partners be casual sex or just whatever. Um, then there's closed group swinging. We like swinging, but only with certain people. And then there's religious social polygamy. My husband died as his brother Onan. It's your duty to give me a baby (laughs) as the leader of this radical new religion of truth. I get a harem or I now pronounce you man and wife and sister wife. Ugh. anyway, and there's unicorn polyamory, which says my husband allows me to have another girlfriend, but I am not allowed to have another man. Interesting. And then polyamorous relationships would be, uh, we finally decided we were in a relationship with so-and-so and why stop there? This is my wife, her boyfriend, my boyfriend, our girlfriend, her husband, who will, we will, be, will be joining us later. Uh, so there's all types of relationships as you can see. I mean, this chart's just like uh, crazy out there. Um, but it's like crazy. And there's a cheating, there's cheating, commerce, open relationships, poly, mono relationships, dating around, don't ask, don't tell hundred mile r- rule, hundred mile rule means we're monogamous except when he's on the road. <laughs> I've heard of those as well. Like if you're out of town or something, it's okay to cheat as long as you're not in the same town or city. Um, so anyway, interesting that there's all these types of relationships out there for me. It's just so much easier just to be, <laughs> just like to be monogamous to me. Cause I, I like to have one meaningful relationship that is most meaningful to me above all else. And it is the one that I, that I, um, tend to and try to, um, you know, um, devote my time and attention to and that person and, and that they're there for me. And I'm there for them. That's what I like. So that's what I have. um, so anyway, okay. So anyway, that's that. So we were going to talk about porn. Um, now, there's been a uh, discussion lately in uh, the gay community um, about porn because um, there are several websites, as well as um, just or several gay porn studios, that have um, been ca- uh, caving to the um, the bareback phenomenon. Um, and because of this, um, they're coming under fire. So sites like SeanCody.com, sites like LucasEntertainment.com, um, which makes actual videos as well of its own, its own studio. Um, and many others, uh, many others have their, um, their bareback videos. Well, um, they're saying that this is sending a bad message to people who actually don't want to practice or that shouldn't be having bareback sex because, you know, gay, young gay kids or whatever. And, uh, I feel, I feel differently. I mean, I feel, I feel some. I'll tell you what I feel about this in a second, but first I want to say that the, the thing about the kids today, <laughs> I'm old enough to say that now, um, is that, you know, the 20 somethings or twinks or whatever, they do not know what it was like growing up in the nineties. I grew up in the nineties in the late eighties, you know, in the nineties when I was a teenager. And it was, uh, the time where AIDS was well known and it was known how to prevent AIDS. Okay. So growing up, I knew that I was gay. And by the time I came to terms with it, I was about 13. By the time I came to terms with it on my own, 12, 13, whatever, and came out at 14, I, um, I knew that I should be having safe, safe sex, you know, because I knew, I knew all about AIDS and that kind of stuff as much as I, I could anyway at that point. And sure enough, the first time I had sex, I did not have safe sex. I had bareback sex and it was with someone older than me and it was not protected. And uh, I fortunately do not have HIV. I do not have AIDS. I've never I've never gotten it. I've never been you know someone that is that um, cavalier about my health with someone I've never met. Usually, except when I was 13, 14 years old, fourteen years old, fifteen years old, whatever, first time, um, and then every once in a while since then, of course. And, and in relate long term relationships, I don't have safe sex. You know, I don't practice safe sex. We don't use we don't use condoms in long term relationships. After a while, after we both been tested, and we, you know, I feel comfortable that I can trust this person with my life, literally. And uh, we're monogamous an relationship. That's what I did with my husband when we met. You know, after six months, we both got tested and for HIV and everything else. And um, we were both clear. And uh, after six months, we started not using condoms anymore. And so for me, if you're in a monogamous relationship, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. And I think it's fine if, you, if you're if you not in a monogamous relationship too in terms of your if that's what you want to do. It's your choice. It's your life. It's your body. However, um, the kids today... <laughs> are ignorant of what it means to see someone die or wither away from HIV or AIDS. And World AIDS Day is coming up soon, by the way. I just want to acknowledge that. And I want people to realize that there are people out there who still live with that disease and people who still have to contend with it every single day. And when I was uh, 25, I actually dated a guy who was HIV positive. I knew he was HIV positive when I met him. And he told me up front, and I, we ended up, I fell in love with him, whatever. And he was a gorgeous man. And, and we had a great time together and we were together for about six months. And name was David and, um, and, uh, we, uh, and, and I knew he was HIV positive. And so, um, uh, we were, we practiced safe sex or whatever. And so, um, you know, I didn't get AIDS and I knew I wouldn't because of how we were having sex. And so anyway, um, but my point is, is that I would have stayed with that guy even though I knew he had HIV and I would have stayed with him, you know. He ended up breaking up with me and breaking my heart and cheating on me. Um, I think. So, um, I, I, but he did up breaking up with me ultimately. And uh, so I um, was—I um, put myself at risk to be with someone that I loved at the time. And, and even though we were using safe, we were having safe sex. There's always a possibility that you might get it, you know. And so ultimately, um, did I regret doing that? No, I, I, I would have, you know, if I were single, I still would have date. I would, st- I would still date somebody who has HIV if I were single, because I would still date them even if I knew they had HIV. I would just be safe about it. And um, fortunately, what was my point? I kind of lost my point. I'm sorry. My point was going to be the kids today don't realize that um, what that AIDS is is. Even though it's not what it once was where people died within a year's time or six months time or whatever, after they were diagnosed in those days, these days it is more like a chronic disease that you have to live with. People like like having diabetes or something like that because it's a manageable disease, generally speaking. If you <clears throat> don't have AIDS, but you have HIV, it's manageable. And you can live a long life with it. And so people, kids like that, young kids, 20-somethings, whatever, think that, oh, they're invincible or whatever. And they can just, you know, they'll take a pill or whatever and it'll be fine. And, of course, the the ads probably don't tell them that it, the side effects are like diarrhea and things like that. I know this because of David that I dated, you know, in, when I was 25 and stuff like that, that that you have to contend with. I don't know what the drugs are like today. But my point is, is that they're ignorant of the, of what they could happen to them. And not just AIDS or HIV, but it's also chlamydia, I mean, chlamydia or gonorrhea or um, herpes or syphilis. I mean, there's many different things you can get from, from sex, from unprotected sex with somebody. So barebacking, they're saying, sends a message that it's okay to do this and safe and everything else in your real life. However, I look at it differently. I see bareback porn as being a fantasy, um, and not something that you necessarily going to live out. Like, you know, the fantasy is maybe these guys just meet up at the gym and they have sex or they meet up on the street or whatever. And they go back to their place and have sex or whatever they just met. Okay. That's the way that a lot of the porns are, right? They just meet and they have sex, whatever. And that's just a fantasy. And it's not something that I would ever do in person necessarily. Like, and it's, well, if I do that, I wouldn't have ever had unprotected sex with a person. I would have had safe sex with them. So um, I see it as, they they say it's irresponsible. I don't know. I think that it is perfectly acceptable. It's just like anything else that you see in a movie, Um, whether it's um, a porn or whether it's a a major motion picture. And is it irresponsible for a major motion picture to show um, somebody beating, a man beating up a woman because it's part of the script calls for it? when most men aren't going to go out and do that. You know what I mean? So I see it as different, and I feel that it's perfectly fine um, if, as far as a fantasy. Um, and in your real life, if you're in a monogamous, monogamous relationship, do it. Now, there's, there's this article says, though, one of the things I disagreed with was the, the writer said that it's stupid not to use a condom because um, we all know it feels better as a top, but as a bottom, you can't tell the difference. That's not true that's not true. (laughs) So (laughs) not true to me. Uh, condoms do not feel good at all. And if it's something about the friction or whatever, uh, if you're on the receiving end specifically, I mean, I can tell if a guy's wearing a condom or not when he's on top and I'm on bottom. And if I'm on top and he's, and I'm wearing a condom, of course I can tell the difference then too. Um, but to me, as he said in there that you can tell the difference, that's not true. So I understand why people don't want to wear condoms and don't want to use them, whether they're the receiver or the, the top or the bottom, whatever. Um, but the, it, so of course it feels better. Of course it feels better. Um, And it feels amazing, but the thing is that you have to decide whether feeling amazing for half an hour, an hour or whatever is going to be worth your potential of your life, living the rest of your life with HIV or herpes or syphilis or whatever the case may be. Um, So um, the good news is that they are close, they've said, to finding a cure for HIV um, they've been saying that for a few years now, but they keep getting closer and closer and more and more breakthroughs. And so I do feel that they're going to probably find a cure for it. And I do feel that they're probably going to find it in the next five years or so. Um, and so I feel that absolutely, positively, they will in the next five to 10 years find a cure for HIV. And that's great. Um, however, there is a new strain of HIV that's so completely... Um, strong that it doesn't respond to traditional HIV medications. And it's rampant right now in Russia and and like Eastern, Eastern uh, part of Europe. Um, It's very, very rampant there right now. The strain's only been found there so far, but of course eventually it's going to spread through unsafe sex. And a lot of the guys in porn today, like in Lucas, uh, or not Lucas, what was it called? Um, Bellamy videos and stuff like that, are from that part of the world. And they're almost always, they're barebacking. And so they almost always, um, so that they can obviously spread through uh, that way. And it's going to spread through there and then through America eventually. So um, I just wanted to say sex is great. I love sex. I'm very big on sex. always have been a very sexually active individual, but it's not something that I think is ever worth risking your life over. So for God's sake, use a condom if you are, if you are not single, I mean, if you are single and you're having casual sex and not in a monogamous relationship with a person you're having sex with, by God, for God's sake, use a condom. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. It just isn't. Or get a blowjob or something. Okay, just don't don't risk your life for for sex. Um, in the chat room, David's saying the best condom is the Trojan Twister in the Chartreuse box. Um, I haven't had to use condoms in seven years, so. <laughs> the last time I used condoms, I used uh, Magnum condoms, Trojan Magnum condoms, um, but uh, there was nothing special about them. I don't think they were just a bigger or whatever fit, but they were not, I don't know, there was nothing, I mean, condoms to me were not that all that different. They didn't seem like one was better than another to me, really, but uh, I didn't really try to use them that much, so <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, maybe there are better ones, but um, hopefully I'll never have to uh, use them again. Um, but he's saying the Trojan Twister in the Chartreuse box is the best condom available out there. And so I'll have to uh, do some research on that. Okay, so anyway, so so I wanted to talk about that, the porn thing. But I also wanted to say about porn, you know, porn in of itself is porn a bad thing. You know, the gay community, being guys, especially if you're gay male, um, most, first of all, if you're gay male or you're straight male, most gay men and straight men watch porn, okay? It's just, it's a fact because... Whether you're single or you're not, most gay men watch porn, and um, I've I've only met maybe two gay men that I've ever dated or whatever that never watched porn or didn't watch it at all or whatever, and out of everybody else I've ever met, they're porn watchers that I know or we've discussed it with. And so um, porn serves a purpose, I think, and, and it serves, as I said, a purpose for fantasy and a release, obviously. And also something to fill in the void when you're in between boyfriends or hookups or whatever the case may be or, or husbands or wives or whatever the case may be. Right. Um, of course, I don't think lesbians watch porn as much. But um, but why is it that men watch porn so much? I think it's because we are um, as I was talking about that, that um, that um, biological imperative that we have to, you know, Reproduce or whatever is very strong. We have testosterone running through our veins all the time and it is incredibly powerful. And the thing about women is they don't get it. Whether you are a straight woman or a gay woman, you don't get what it means to be a guy and to have testosterone all the time running through your body. And I mean, high, high levels of it compared to what a woman has, I mean, in her body. And so, I always don't. I've always disliked how women try to change men to being more like women, whether you're gay or straight. I don't like that because, and it's always our society seems to constantly um, reinforce the idea that men need, need to be more like women and they need to act more like women. And I don't agree with that. Okay, I think guys should be guys and girls should be girls. And if the both, if, if a guy acts like a girl, that's fine. If a girl acts like a guy, that's fine too. My point is that you can't make a guy be a girl. And you can't make a girl be a guy. I mean, technically you know what I mean? So like when, you know, guys, girls want guys to be more sensitive and some guys like me are sensitive naturally. And I'm like that. I'm a very sensitive guy, whatever. But a lot of men, heterosexual men specifically are not. And when it comes to women, the guys want women to be more, you know, less emotional or whatever. And they're just generally emotional. So when it comes to sex and porn, especially with gay men, you have, um, the, this bio, this drive, you have the sexual drive to pursue sex. And so you're always horny or whatever, to some degree, most men are not always, but most gay men specifically are. And so that's what to me, porn serves the purpose for filling in between the times you're having sex with your husband or your, your wife or whatever, uh, or, um, between when you're single. So there's nothing wrong with porn at all in me, but some people frowned it, frowned on it, think it's bad for society, blah, blah, blah. Um, I think they're people that are just really uptight and people (laughs) who really have an issue with sex themselves. Um, And, you know, I've talked about it before, how America is so puritanical and we have such hang-ups about sex here, which is obviously um, known to people here. But um, you go to Europe, you go to other places around the world, and sex is not a big deal, and sexuality is not a big deal, generally speaking. It's not seen as this taboo thing to talk about. Seeing a woman's breasts or men's penis is not a big deal because they have nude beaches. They have um, a culture that fosters freedom of sexuality and sexual expression that we really don't have fostered here in America. Here it's the opposite. We have a a culture fostering sexual repression, not not a sexual expression. And so I do look down on people who have a who look down on people who like myself who are sexually liberated people, um, and people who look down on me because I'm sexually liberated and open about sex and I'm very candid about it. Um, I feel that they're just prudes <laughs> and I feel that they're just really kind of have to kind of loosen up. And it's one aspect of themselves that they haven't connected with because generally people who are not prudish like that are not going to, um, have an issue with, uh, with sex like this, so, so I just you know when I run into people like that, it just really annoys me and irks me because I'm like, J- just loosen up. It's just sex. It's just sex. Sex is nothing, no different than talking about anything else. Talking about what you do for a living or money or where you live or or the sports or or the politics or whatever. It's nothing. It's just another aspect of life. So just loosen the fuck up. Um, but I found a lot of gay men that are very prudish, and I found a lot of gay men who are very much the other way, and then people more like me Or are somewhat towards the middle and, about it, and just sort of, you know, not completely comfortable with their sexuality. And I think a lot of that has to do when you're gay, is because a lot of gay guys don't come out until later, and they don't really, a lot of them repress their sexuality anyway until they're later because they don't want to deal with it or face it. And so that's why a lot of times we have a lot of repressed gay guys, whether they're openly gay or not, they're so sexually repressed. I mean, I have a friend in Connecticut named Ken who actually is incredibly sexually repressed until he was about 40 and then came out and everything. And And um, he did that because he was afraid to come out and his family, blah, blah, blah. And he's still kind of a prude about sex. So it's just very weird to me I people like that because, I don't know, I think gay people should be more open about it, especially in this day and age. So I'm going to take a break, come back, talk some more about, we're going to talk about the news, gay, gay news right, going on in the world right now. And we um, be right back. Hey, yeah,
2: I want to shoot, baby.
1: Shoot. Oh How you doing, baby?
3: Shoot. No. Not you. You. Shoot. The bow-legged one. <laughs> yeah. What's your name? Sexy.
2: <laughs> uh, here
3: I go, here I go, here I go. Again, oh, girls, what's my weakness? Man. Man. Okay, then, chillin', chillin', mindin' my business. You saw that I looked around and I couldn't believe this. I swear, I stand, my niece my no witness. The brother had it going on with something kinda, oh wicked, 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 had to kick it. I'm not shy, so I asked for the digits. I hope, no, that don't make me see what I want. Slip, slide to it, quickly. Felt it in my hip, so I dip. Like a lollipop should be lit Came to my senses and I chill for a bit Don't know how you do the voodoo that you do so well It's a spell hell makes me wanna shoot, shoot, shoot 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 shoot
4: shoot 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 You're packed in your stack, especially in the back Brother wanna thank your mother for a butt like that Bang, what's up with that thing? I wanna know, how does it hang? Straight up, wait up, hold up, Mr. Lover. Like Prince said, you're a sexy mother. Well, uh, I like them real wild. B-boy style by the miles. Two black in with a smile, bright as the sun. I wanna have some fun. Come and give me some of that yum yum chocolate chip, honey dip. Can I get a scoop? Baby, take a ride in my coop. You make me. Like Scooby-Dooby-Do, I love you in your big jeans. You give me nice dreams, you make me wanna scream. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I like what you do, when you do, what you do, you make me wanna shoot. And- In this way, ooh. S and P wanna get with me, uh-huh.
3: cool, but I'm wicked, G. Yeah. hit skins, but never quickly. Right. I hit the skins for the hell of it, just for the yell I get, Mm-mm-mm-mm for the smell of it. The you want my bar, here's the hot rod, hot 12 rod. inches to a yard, and Dang. have you sounding like a retard. one of 6-2 want hit you. So what you wanna
4: do? What you wanna mm, do? I wanna shoot, shoot. Yeah.
1: I remember that song very well. Oh yes, so we're back talking about gay stuff as usual, on gay mass. So thanks for listening. Um, the uh, there's some news going on um, right now in um, around you know the world. Uh, there's a gospel singer named Kevin Terry. Uh, And he's a black gospel singer. And gospel singers, obviously, are people that are generally not known as gay because gospel singers are singing typically to people who are highly evangelical, generally speaking, especially in a black church or a black congregation. They're not the most open people, generally, when it comes to accepting gay people. So it's scandalous that this guy, apparently has a sex tape, a gay sex tape, and it shows him going down on this other black man, as penis and sucking him off or whatever. And so if you want to see it, you can go to uh, finallybrave.com and watch it if you want for free. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's, it, it's weird, though, because the guy he's sucking off in the video, his dick is fucked up it's because like, the guy's dick is like like there's a botched circumcision going on or something so it's like he's got leftover skin on the head or something and it like adhered to this it's just really bizarre looking i wouldn't go anywhere near that dick but it is just me um so anyway it's just really weird but this just raises the question you know about gay um Gay people coming out, you know, this is why there are so many black men specifically that are on the down low or whatever. And um, because their culture, the black culture, does not in any way, generally speaking, accept gay people. Now, there are plenty of gay people in churches. Uh, The thing, what was I watching? Oh, I was watching um, uh, uh, Oprah Winfrey had a sit down uh, show on her show, Oprah's Next Chapter. She interviewed Wanda Sykes, uh, David uh, or Dan Buchansky, whatever, and um, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, uh, three gay, very prominent gay people in um, TV right now. OK, and she interviews them all at the same time, kind of a roundtable type thing and talking about coming out today in Hollywood, whatever. And she said to them, or Wanda had said to them, you know she said, I knew plenty of people in my, no, no, Oprah said to them, I knew plenty of people in my church when I was a kid, you know, we knew the choir director was gay. We knew this person was gay, but nobody ever said anything about it. And, and she said people knew that they were gay. And so, but if they came out as gay, they were shunned, uh, by their congregation or whatever, not the most friendly people, if you ask me, but that's not uncommon. I think in any church, but specifically in the black community, You know, from what I've seen um, and heard from friends of mine that have been in in black, the black culture, black church culture, uh, it is not an accepting place. And that's what my impression of it is as well uh, for gay people, I mean. (laughs) So this guy, of course, uh, is playing the role. He's being the uh, good gospel singer. Um, And now he is a dick-sucking Faggot in the eyes of these people And of course once this came out He got shunned and uh, all this horrible Things on his Facebook page or whatever And um, You know this is why to me This is hypocrisy at its worst to me Hypocrisy at its worst If this man had been an adulterer Let's say he'd been Married to a woman And Uh, he had um, been a gospel singer or whatever, and he had cheated on his wife, okay, instead. Do you think that these people would have responded in the exact same way? Hell no. They wouldn't have fucking cared, generally speaking. They would have probably said things to him and tried to shame him in some way, but not to the extent death threats and things like that because he's gay. And so it's really, really sad that people are, um, you know, so fucking afraid of gay people that they have to shun them so badly. Um, but that's what happens is happening to him, and of course his, his career is probably over, but what can you expect? And so also there is a um, workplace discrimination bill that's inclusive of gays and lesbians. It's the Employment Non-Discrimination Act, and uh, it has support on both sides of the aisle, Republican and Democrat, uh, for passing right now, federal law prohibits discrimination on the basis of sex, race, or national origin, but it doesn 't stop an employer from firing or refusing to hire people just because they 're gay or lesbian or bisexual or transgender and so the bill would um, prevent people who have more than fifteen employees work or workers or whatever from using a person 's sexual orientation or gender identity or whatever to discriminate against them. Now of course, this is difficult to prove it 's not you know as easy as proving someone 's black or Hispanic or Asian or whatever. And not even that that's not easy either, but you know, it's difficult to prove that someone is discriminating against you because you're gay. Um, but you know, being on the reciprocating receiving, excuse me, end of that, obviously, you know, what's going on. You feel the difference and you know, but you know, people are, people are stupid and that's how people treat people. Um, what else is going on in the news? There's, um, hold on. I'm reading here. Let's see what's going on. Anything interesting? Oh, so there's gospel singer and then there's a, uh, There's, um, Movember right now. Movember is, um, it's called Movember because, uh, right now we're celebrating, uh, it's a Movember campaign. It basically celebrates, it's a way to have fun with facial hair and grow mustache or whatever. And it raises awareness to fund men's health programs uh, that help people who have prostate cancer, or testicular cancer. Okay. And so, um, if you are interested in showing your support for people who have prostate cancer or testicular cancer, you can grow a mustache the month of November. And you can also donate of course, to these causes because they're obviously, um, important causes to game in. Um, so be sure to keep that, uh, on the back of your mind this month as well. And also, there is a, um, a lesbian couple filing a lawsuit challenging Colorado's same-sex marriage ban. Um, a House committee hearing on Hawaii's gay, male- gay marriage bill is about to resume, and it's probably going to pass in Hawaii, which to make it the 15th or 16th state, I can't remember, to have gay marriage. Can you believe we're at 15 or 16 states to have gay marriage already? And when it was just like, a few years ago. We only had like six. I mean, seriously, it's amazing. Um, so things are changing for us. Things are moving forward. And just keep your heads up, people. If you are someone who is having a hard time because you're gay or you're being bullied or if you're being harassed or whatever, just hang in there and don't let it get to you and things will get better. So I want to thank you all for listening to the show tonight. And I'll be back later in the week, uh, hopefully when I have time to do it. I've been busy lately, but... If I have time, I'll be back. So be sure to listen to the show. Also, check out The Crew Show on Speaker.com. It's The Crew. Um, And it's myself, it's David, and uh, Ken, all of us talking about different topics that are of interest to the gay community, generally speaking. Um, The next topic should come out this Thursday. So be sure to listen for that. And you guys have a great night. Thanks for listening. Karen is the proven expert
2: in addiction treatment. Recent independent studies show that 94% of Karen patients were still in recovery 90 days post-treatment. Visit CARON.org slash real. Karen. Real results. Real care. Real about recovery.